Yo guys, what is good? Welcome back to the Uncle Sharma channel. Let me know quickly if you can hear me. We are here to obviously talk about finally, finally, finally a big match win. A direct competitor beaten at the San Siro. Apologies for the for the late reaction, but quickly, 11 people in here. Let me quickly know if you guys can hear me because I'm doing this off my mobile phone as you guys know, so I always just need to double check that audio and all of that stuff is working properly because uh, it's not the ideal situation without my laptop so if you guys could quickly comment whether you can hear me and everything is good then we can proceed um, so, there's a lot to talk about today there's a lot to talk about Matteo thank you very much we can get into this into three Napoli two predicted a 2-1 victory 3-2 I'll take it and Wow, I mean, what a performance as well. Minus four, the, the Scudetto race is back open. It's back open. It's, um, you know, we, we were worried before the going into this match that if we draw, minus seven, or even if we lose, God forbid, minus ten, that gets a bit too much. Minus four, now you're in, you're in distance. You can, you can smell, you can smell, you can almost touch Napoli and Milan. Um, shout out. To Dusan Blahovic yesterday, my boy, my guy coming through for Milan. I had zero expectation from Fiorentina, zero uh, minus expectation actually, because their backline was, you know, in disarray. They had to put in a makeshift backline, but they came through with a big performance. Vincenzo Italiano seems to have Pioli's number because he beat them last year when he was a Spezia coach. So. He's becoming he's becoming a very interesting coach, and he's given they did us a favor, and we took advantage of the favor, and we are back within four points of Milan and Napoli, which is the most important thing today. Let's go, Ziza. Let me get some of the comments in. Let me get. I know it's not. This is like you know a couple of hours after the match, but I'm feeling hyped because I just I missed the live match, so I had to rewatch a replay. Um, or watch a replay, and yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped after that performance. A few changes that he chose not to watch the last 10 minutes. I think it was a wise choice to avoid a high attack. Bro, that was a very wise choice because, yeah, Napoli, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. It's similar to kind of the, the, the derby, you know, we pretty much control the match, dominate the match, if you could say. I mean, when it comes to these direct rivals, you can't, you know, dominate the matches and, you know, you're not going to disgrace them. But as far as it goes, you know, controlling the play, winning the duels, winning the battles. Inter did that until the last 10 minutes, um, which is natural. It's natural to drop back a little, you know, a few few meters. It's, that's how you that's how you win. You know, we, we keep asking this team to be a bit more solid. Sometimes you do have to just suffer a little bit. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> suffering is an understatement of what these guys did the last 10 minutes. Um, I don't know how Napoli didn't score. From Mario Rui at the far post should have scored the goal, but Samir Handanovic, where credit is due, must be given. What a save to keep us. That, that gave us the three points, that save from Handanovic. At the same time, though, with Handanovic, we have to say, though, that Zielinski goal, you know, great strike, Zielinski. I left him out of my uh, combined 11, uh, you know, in the match before, or the media before the match where me and Dom from Napoli talk, talks about, you know, both of us actually left him, even the Napoli fan left him out of our combined 11. But today, he was probably the best player for Napoli on that pitch, uh, Zielinski, back on form. Uh, it was a good shot, nothing to take away from Zielinski, nice, you know, half kind of outside of the foot, just get the slice on it. But Handanovic has to save that, has to save that or get, you know, something on it. I mean, it wasn't particularly angled, it wasn't particularly far away from him. Um, but in the end, he makes up for it. So, you know, on balance, he, he, he did okay. You know, he saved us in the end, but at the same time, it doesn't cancel out the, the goal that he actually conceded already in the in the in the first half. Once again, silly goals we conceded, silly silly goals, both of the goals, silly goals, gifted, gift wrapped. The you know it's coming up to Christmas, and these guys are already given the Christmas gifts out. Barella, um, the first goal, losing the ball to Zielinski, who then ends up scoring. A silly ball to lose out in midfield, giving them the counter attack. Second goal. Edin Dzeko on like the edge of our box. Um, I don't know what he's doing so deep there anyway. And uh, yeah, losing the ball there. And they, I mean, that Mertens goal. 
beautiful. And there's nothing Andalovic could have done about that. But two silly, silly mistakes gifting them the goal. Um, and you know, I was talking about how I was, you know, happy with our defensive solidity recently. And it's true, really. At the end of the day, it's not really the, you know, our defending that was bad today. In the end, it was you know mistakes that led to those goals. There's not much that the, the defending afterwards can do after the the guys lose those silly balls. You know the Mertens goal. There's nothing you can do uh, apart from you know try to close them down. But that's that's, that's it. And then Zielinski one as well. They was they were quick to take advantage of of the mistakes. So once again, you know, yes, we've conceded a lot of goals now. The was in total now we've conceded 14 goals in total. Um, so it's not looking good in general, but. The signs are there from the improvement from this team, and you know Napoli are a good team, guys. Napoli are a good team, unbeaten until today. We're the ones who broke their unbeaten streaks. So no one, they're not a team to underestimate. Um, and we, the team, we pretty much almost scored as many goals as they've conceded all season. They conceded four goals before they played us today, and they conceded three in one match. So big, big, uh, you know, big credit is due today to the boys and to the to Inzaghi as well for game. Finally, you know, the, the monkey off his back about the big matches. We've been talking Limone, these big matches, bro. These big matches, bro. We're watching you. And uh, yeah, finally, he's brought brought one through. And probably the, you know, I would say alongside the Milan, Milan derby, this, this was our biggest match of the season up until now. And uh, he brought it home. Um Hendrick says, a shame that our fans were shitting on Inzaghi this whole night. To me, he has shown everything it takes to take into success. I'm not sure what you're talking about there, bro. As I said, I haven't I didn't watch the match live. I didn't I, I tried to keep up with the Twitter. I was like, you know, uh, commenting and stuff whenever it was happening and stuff like that. But I didn't see you have to explain to me what what do you mean by them doing saying stuff about Inzaghi because I didn't really see much. Uh, I hope it wasn't in the crowd or booing him or anything. Uh just because the subs under form doesn't mean that the decision to sub them in was wrong. But Ella and Correa were limping before the third goal. He had no choice. Yeah, I mean, th- th- that's the thing. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to say, oh, that was the wrong substitute and all that kind of stuff. But it's like in the derby as well. Just because Barella came off, or, you know, he had to come off due to injury in the, in the derby as well. So I'm not sure whether Barella was injured this time around. But the guy is drained. They have to be taken off. Correa was also... It looks like he was injured at the end. Hopefully, it's nothing too serious. Whether it's the right decision to bring on Gagliardini, that's always, you know, <laughs> that's always a debatable one, the Gagliardini one. But again, every manager that's been at Inter, back to Gagliardini, especially in these situations where we're winning, trying to hold on to a win. Um, to me, it just gives me the signal that, yeah, the team is just trying to hold on to this and, you know, sit back a little bit deeper when you bring on Gagliardini. Um, you know, when you have other choices there, by the end of the day, who else, you know, you bring on Vecino, yes, maybe it brings you a little bit more attacking impetus, but he's also very chaotic, Vecino. Uh, I wouldn't trust him to, you know, to try to hold on to the ball or uh, things like that. You know, Vecino to me is more like a guy you bring on if you're trying to get a goal, trying to change the the rhythm of a match completely. Uh, Sensi as well, obviously, would be a great, amazing one to bring on to try to control the match technically, passing-wise, but once again, as I talked about in the preview, I think Kinzaghi is at that stage with Sensi. He just doesn't trust him physically. The the, the, the technical staff, the the medical staff must be telling him, uh, I don't know. Just you can't. You, this, this guy is not giving us the the signals in training that we that we want. Is he is he getting injured in training? We don't know how fit he is, guys. We don't know. We don't know these behind the scenes things. Is he training hard enough? Is is because of these injuries? Maybe Sensi is a guy that doesn't. Maybe he has to take a little bit easy in training. And Inzaghi probably knows that, but then at the same time, he can't um, give him the start or give him minutes because the other guys are training, you know, like like animals. Like, you know, imagine Vidal and these guys with big mentalities are training like absolute animals when they're training and impressing him. So it's difficult. It's a difficult one with CNC and the Gagliardini thing. But at the end of the day, there's not much, yeah, Inzaghi there could have done um, in terms of substitutes today. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not sure what really. Inzaghi can be criticised for in terms of the substitutes. Uh, King Darian in the house, finally a big win, yes, and Lautaro goal. Yes, I predicted the Lautaro goal. I said he was going to break his drought and he did. I'm proud of him, I'm happy for him. And also, the picture I used for my thumbnail is him apologising to the Interfaithful, to the Interfans. Um, and he said in the, in the post-match interview that 
he apologizes you know he says he is sorry for the mistakes that he's done he realizes he's got mistakes wrong but the the key part of his interview that I really like from Lautaro is he said yes it's fine to make mistakes which it is it's completely fine in footballers you make mistakes all the time but he said my mistakes when they cost inter then it's a big deal when when they cost inter points and it's a big deal and that's very mature of lautaro that's very um it's so good to hear from someone you know is 24 years old but that's very some that's a very mature thing to say very um you know taking responsibility for his actions uh, and now that's what we've asked of lautaro we, as he said you know he's got the big boy contract now so he's got to do big boy performances on a regular basis Lukaku gone someone's got to step up goals wise um, and yeah of course now the penalties it, it looks like he's been taken off the penalties and you know it is what it is it's, it's quite right like, Hakan now at the moment he's got the 100% record once again ice cold penalty from uh, from Hakan but Lautaro improvement from Lautaro I saw today I wouldn't say he was man of the match today or anything but the goal was very well taken and in general he was fighting like today I saw more of the old Lautaro in terms of he was more explosive like he was winning duels he was winning 1v1s um still some of the usual Lautaro things where sometimes he's a little bit forces the 1v1s forces dribbling rather than just keeping the ball but yeah he almost scored with a with that with that curler in the in the first half that uh, Ospina was beaten in that one if he got it on target in general he had a, he had a nice header he I think it the part the, the there's no there's still not that partnership that we thought that the cola would be you know the the link up between him and korea wasn't quite there i didn't really see them completing any one twos or any passes in between them but um i think the the cola worked today um korea is all well, i think a uh, good good performance heart attack fc uh, ronnie said yeah this is this was more of a patsa inter performance for sure under clutched us the three points yeah yeah he did no no doubts about that the last minutes of this game lopimos says had the empoli 2019 vibes the only thing missing was dambrosio yeah dambrosio on the line somehow saving us uh, i don't think it wasn't say that bad that was really bad that the empoli one it was like they had like five six chances in a row um this was similar vibes i agree i agree but maybe not as bad we didn't have dalbert causing us headache <laughs> that's a, that's one thing for sure uh under the tree save the three points yo nick snox he's high for the big win clinching for the last the clenching for the last 10 minutes but super happy we won there exactly exactly bro literally clenching um <laughs> poor xps yeah man i don't know what's wrong with my laptop but but we move we move thank you eduardo thank you victor for letting me know heston yeah you are like a few minutes late no big deal i'm late actually today i'm like 2 hours late san handanovic um i don't want to give him too much credit today to be honest i know like obviously the because the moment was so late on he deserves credit but he if handanovic didn't save that as well like that's why i said mario rui i mean he he almost uh, got it towards uh, okay i'll stop it i don't want to take too much credit away from handanovic as well let me let me stop talking before before i take away all the credit from andanovic he, he deserves it he deserves it uncle shom is still alive i thought you didn't survive the last 20 minutes yeah <laughs> laufato finally scored hey hey put some respect on laufato's name man uh, i think it's about time we assemble hakan fc hey let's start let's start some hakan um, let's some start some hakan uh, propaganda today guys this guy is owning the left center mid spot now like even before this match i was saying that uh, maybe you know start vidal you know he's being in good form and all that kind of stuff but hakan let me pull up some stats actually with the, with hakan um because what i liked about hakan today once again you know that's what i've been most impressed with hakan actually since he's come to inter is the fact that we know he's got those set pieces we know he's got that that right foot but the battling that he's been doing since he's come to inter that's what's really impressed me like you know obviously with his, why I wanted Vidal in there was because of you know Angisa and uh, the Fabian Ruiz combination I thought would, would have needed someone a bit more physical in there but Hakan didn't make me miss Vidal or anyone else in general uh, he had 91 pass accuracy like he's been doing you know those moments where he comes deep to pick up the ball and makes good passes he had three key passes so three passes that led directly to some sort of shots um had a shot on target and obviously the the penalty i school just in off the post like unsavable um 
only lost possession nine times like yeah I mean he had, he had one tackle as well like he got that yellow card which I thought was a little bit harsh like he gets stuck in that's what I like about Hakan he's, he's providing those things that we're talking about in terms of set pieces but he's providing more things and he got 7.7 on uh, Sofa score and he got 7.6 on, on who scored so you know he's this guy I don't I don't even need to defend him now surely like surely people are seeing that this guy has been a decent free transfer addition clearly uh, and I know he was up and down the, at the beginning but the last two matches you can't really criticise him He's he was up there in terms of one of the best performers and it looks like we found our penalty taker as well now for now anyway we'll see when he starts to miss if he starts to miss but maybe this is you know you know, we know he's a dead ball specialist um, Filippo says we subbed Dima Dzeko without Gallia on lost all the pace parked the bus once again nearly bottled it I don't know if it's Nzagi's fault but that's a constant pattern yeah but Conte used to do the exact same stuff I remember we used to complain about Conte doing these exact same things we would say oh why are you bringing on Gagliardini why are you bringing on Ashley Young now why are you you know taking the team but it, it, it's not just the coach like this is a natural reaction of, of a team that wants to hold on to their win and maybe you could say that you know you should keep pressing but it's hard to keep pressing uh, you know in the 60th, 70th, 80th minute and it's a big team and they're also taking back control like they're also trying to get the get the draw on there so it's, it's it's hard to you always put the blame on the coach because he can't physically go out there on the pitch and tell the guys like you know but also at the same time these are Italian coaches so I wouldn't be too surprised you know Inzaghi's telling you know it's the Italian school of coaching guys come on these guys would rather hold on to uh, a win rather than you know extend the the lead you know what I mean and that's probably the smart way to do it in the end it worked out of course it almost didn't but at the end of the day it worked out and we've been asking this team to be more um, solid and this is how you build it you build these moments of you know suffering a little bit and then you get through them and uh, yeah without the variety today the defence did, did completely fine um, oh Keston you missed the live game as well Mo my guy I caught some of your post-match reaction as well whilst I was driving so thank you for that uh, stoppage time was the longest 8 minutes of my life yeah let me have to remember the stoppage time was very very long um, because of the head clashes and yeah today two very bad head clashes the Ossiman one was particularly bad you know this eye was completely banged up Skriniar was down for a few minutes as well and then the Jekyll one as well had to be all patched up so hopefully all the guys are okay hopefully Osman is okay because his one looked a bit serious he looks uh, like um, you know De Bruyne in the Champions League final after clashing into uh, Rudiger um, shout out to Mo for saying Vlahovic will score against Milan yeah shout out to Mo um, if, he, if he did say that I think yeah I think he did say that in this preview video didn't he um, I think I kept him for my for the fantasy Serie A game that Interworld wide play I kept him on but it is another fantasy Serie A game that I play but I didn't put him on there but I had a good week on both of those Serie A um, Boca the up in the house focus on the Champions League now yeah of course now his, his head's to Shakhtar Donetsk um, at home I was actually going to go to this game but some things didn't quite work out um, but I was actually going to fly out to Milan for the Shakhtar game but it's just it's a shame I haven't been to to watch Inter for like two two years now, but maybe in the in the spring uh, might get to go, and maybe in 2022 I'll get to go. But hopefully the boys get the get the job done. And yes, thank you, Leber Wustessa. Apologies if I haven't got your name correctly. I lived in Germany for a year actually, and I tried to learn a bit of German, but it's all gone out the window. But yeah, respect to the frog. And that's what I said before the match. You know, everyone does well, not everyone, but I saw a lot of people were concerned about. Ossiman versus Ranocchia but as I said the centre of the three the De Vrij position is the least exposed position so he would never actually have to face Ossiman in open field unless we actually defended like idiots and he didn't Ossiman had to face Ranocchia in the air duel with his back to go and Ranocchia did perfectly fine Ranocchia today solid performance won most of his aerial duels as he should um, actually it was decent on the ball as well um, had some nice little pingers left and right a few times um, like you know like the Vry would so I did not miss the Vry at all and this is why I'm, I'm not being reactionary I've been saying this that that the Vry position and because of the Vry's age and because he was a free transfer so he's he would be a pure profit on the books uh, the Vry if you sell him 
he is the one sacrificable if you know the contract situation is stalling if Minoraya is asking for too much money um but of course he's still the starting center back i'm not saying that we'll be fine with Ranocchio we we'll definitely have to replace the right with someone of higher quality but i'm just saying that is the most that's the position where you can that we could get away maybe with a slight drop in quality if we can get some money uh but obviously uh, i can't wait for the right to be back you know in in a, he's he's the starter for sure uh Keston has no input today because he didn't watch the game but i'd recommend it Keston, if you can watch it actually guys if you are looking for a replay of the match the website i recommend to you guys is soccercatch.com beautiful website god bless the people that made that website it has full match replays first half second half highlights everything soccercatch.com that's the website i used for me to watch the replay and it was it was on already like half an hour after the match was finished so sometimes they do go off the the replays obviously because of copyright and all that kind of stuff but that's the website i used to make my you know videos and compilation all that kind of stuff soccercatch.com Ricky Bars hey he's feeling confident we're winning the league again hey that's the that's the prediction that we put at the start of the season and this is the type of thing we need to do if we want to defend this right here this is the performance that you need and like today uh, i said this before the match like if we don't win against napoli if we lose against napoli today then that t- that tells me this team is not ready to defend this title but this is the signal that i wanted and this is a signal to the rest of the league that don't count into our yes napoli and milan are at the moment right at the front but napoli now have a very hard schedule up ahead because they haven't played no big matches today was their first proper big match they still well they played juve but juve were kind of shaky when they played them so they still have milan to play their direct rivals they still have atalanta they still have uh, roma as well don't they so napoli have some tough fixtures in january they will lose osimhen they will lose Zambongisa, they will lose Koulibaly, Unas. So January could be a very tricky period. I think the January fixtures are easier for them when the guys go, but still. Uh, and and the, the pace that these guys were keeping, guys, I've been saying, 32 points or 31 points where they're on, these guys, this is record-breaking stuff from Napoli and Milan. This is not Intersport that these guys have been performing at a crazy level, like record-breaking levels. So at some point, their level had to drop. below they had to drop some points and they will drop more points in the season we just have to be there to pick up the pieces and then we save on Mario Rui defied the laws of physics yeah the way that you know he saved it but it kind of went it was kind of yeah the Ambrosio against Empoli 2019 it was like the somehow it went upwards into the bar like it was yeah defying physics Indra says he only watched 55 minutes um, from what I watched Limone sub at 16 minutes kill Inter's momentum I think we still there was a period where we did still continue playing well but obviously as, as I said we're playing Napoli we're not playing Salernitana at one point they're losing 3-1 they're going to try to take control of the match again um, and yeah of course if you have Gagliolini on the pitch you're going to lose momentum in the match but I, I, I don't really see how I can really blame Inzaghi for the substitutes today Um Christian Vargas my guy Hermanito we have to renew Perisic and I think let's get into who the man of the match was guys actually um I think it was Perisic to me and as I said I didn't watch the match live and I did skip through a little bit in the because I replayed it and then I wanted to come on 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 the live stream with you guys so I didn't watch the whole 90 minutes I guess I watched like 80 minutes I skipped through all the you know the stoppages and stuff but Perisic this guy is this is the best start to a season he's ever had like at Inter for sure because we always known him to be an inconsistent guy but this season just constantly high level performances he got beaten by Lozano a couple of times which is fine you know Lozano is very tricky 1v1 but the guy let me get some stats up for him he he got eight on sofa score um oh crap no 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 don't go away oh damn it <laughs> my uh, my windows refreshed to one second let me just load it up but the guy he had two key passes as well um he almost scored he probably should have done better actually when he got past di lorenzo uh, on the inside that was a beautiful little move from him um one second guys my window just refreshed just as i was looking at his 
stats. Um, come on, come on, come on. Here we are. They got a yellow card on the 92nd minute for time wasting. Um, where is he? Perisic, there he is. I mean, he got the goal as well. I mean, nice goal on the on the near post. He should get more goals from corners, actually, Perisic, because he's so he's an athletic guy and he's good in the air. He should be getting more goals from corners. He should be more of an aerial threat. Um, not so good on the cross today. He had five attempted, only one completed, but um, he had one big chance created, two shots on target, two dribble attempts, two successful. Uh, Eight ground duels, four of them he won. Um, two interceptions, one tackle. Complete performance to me, he was the man of the match. And Sofa score here gives him man of the match. And also, who scored give him man of the match. And I agree with them. Anas Turk, uh, sorry, I don't speak Arabic, so you might have to. Someone can please translate what he's saying. Hopefully, he's not abusing me or someone. Um, the third K equals win. Yeah, we've got 100% record, haven't we, with that third kit, with the uh, colorful third kit that we have. But yeah, to me, Perisic was man of the match. What do you guys think? Uh, I think who else could have been man of the match? Um, Hakan, Darmian could also be man of the match, I would say. Uh, yeah, Mohamed, as I said, yeah, even the, to say you could say that he probably could have done better because he almost palmed it into the goal. But as I said, I don't want to you know, get too into the negatives about Andanovic. Um, <laughs> I would say he got worse through that, Keston. I think uh, that's the thing that he's got worse in Ananovic, the attempting to make the save, the, the you know, what we call the, the mannequin challenge. <laughs> the last 20 minutes reminiscence of Spalletti era, yeah. Spalletti coming back. And by the way, guys, if anyone of you know, because as I said, I didn't watch the match live. Did, did you see what type of reception Spalletti received? Did he, did he receive applauses or did he receive boos? Um, I saw there was a funny picture of... Uh, Spalletti like lying on the floor after we after they conceded the goal, um, being you know desperate. Uh, we need to achieve nine points from the next three matches. Yeah, our next uh, fixtures are not particularly challenging. So uh, let me see quickly what the fixtures are. So obviously we got Shakhtar in the Champions League, and then we got Venezia away, Spezia at home, and then Roma away before Real Madrid. Yeah, the Roma one is the tricky one out of the three, but still, Inter should beat Roma. Uh, what was the Roma score actually? Let me check what the uh, what the Roma score was. <laughs> Roma score. Oh damn! They got a goal in the 82nd and 94th minute from uh, their youngster Felix Afina Gian. So they're just they're stumbling through at the moment, Roma. Stumbling through. No, Libiano, <laughs> yeah, I was just a little bit late today. Appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, Eminem in the house as well. Edin Dzeko sub almost cost his game. Would you substitute a 35-year-old when defending a two-goal lead? Yeah, but guys, you know, he's the guy that's supposed to come on and hold the ball. But he made a mistake. He made a mistake, just like how Barella made a mistake in their first goal. He made a mistake. He should have held on to the ball when a foul or just cleared it into, you know, Rosette. But he made a mistake. I think it was the... I know he's not 100% at the moment, but he's the guy that's able to bring the ball down, and he, take pressure and then, you know, release guys, which he did. The first five, six touches that Jekyll had were very nice into the match, but then that one, he made a mistake and, and it happened. I don't think it was the wrong substitution in my eyes. Um, and we're trying to build back his match fitness as well because he's been out injured for the last two weeks. Um, yeah, and we have to remember this is post-international break and we know that post-international break can be a little bit, uh, the team can be a bit lethargic and a little bit mis misaligned, but I think it was a good performance overall. One of our best over the season, for sure. Um, Anguissa was denied an insane assist by Mertens, missing that volley. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, he completely air-shotted that one, yeah. But actually today, one thing I'll say about our midfield, Brozovic, Barella and Hakan, they cancelled out Fabian Ruiz and Anguissa, who probably been, you know, two of the best midfielders in Serie A this season. Um, Zielinski was good for them, but in general, I think tactically, Spalletti got beaten. I think the, we definitely won that midfield battle um, with with those two guys. And um, yeah, Anguissa was not as good as he has been at all today. <laughs> would I take Ole at Inter? Oh my goodness, I would rather take 
um, stramachoni back. I'd rather take you know Mazzari. I'd rather take Mazzari back into than than Ole. To be honest with you. Uh, Ahmad is also critical of the substitutes. He says he wants to defend Yaletno and take take advantage of the counter attacks. We were left with Jekyll and a tired Perisic to rely on the counter. That is true. That is true. But I don't say at, at the same time, Korea is clearly had some sort of injury. Who else do we have that's got pace? That's the issue with this inter team at the moment. We don't have that. Even in the starting eleven, who is the counter attacking threat in this team? Don't freeze, maybe, but you're not going to bring on. Dumfries, um, as we seem to hold on to a lead. Sanchez is out. Satriano doesn't strike me as particularly the quickest guy either. I mean, that's the that's the issue. This team we've got a lot of depths, but there's a, there's a few missing pieces that we know we're missing. And I agree with you, but at the same time, why else? What other choices did did Nzagi really have? You know, and Sensi not going to take you know be the guy on the counter attack, is he? Um, People say Limone is soft. No, man, Limone, I've been saying, you've watched this guy at Lazio. This guy is as bad, if not worse, than Conte at times on the touchline. This guy it literally steps on the pitch sometimes. Um, Conte is there because he's got that voice and that, you know, that presence that obviously is very unique to Conte and the, the, the loudness of his voice. And we got to hear it when the, you know, when the crowd wasn't there. But Inzaghi, he's got a very, you know, controlling you know deep voice so he commands respect as well and he's very loud and very energetic on the sidelines so he's definitely not soft maybe he's soft in terms of you know Conte's confrontational with his players he will you know literally fight his players and you know with the Nzagi seems like you know he shouts a lot but maybe he seems like he'll probably be kind of soft behind the scenes but on the touchline he's definitely not soft I would say uh <laughs> I was supposed to yeah I mean, I wish I went to watch the Spurs match. I didn't even see how they did. Tuku is the definition of zero to one hundred, real quick. Yeah, <laughs> this guy. Let's talk about Tuku real quick as well. Let me get his stats up. Once again, this is perfect. When we talked to the Udinese match, where he scored a brace, he was, uh, you know, he, he was he was getting booed at one point by Inter fans in the Udinese match, and then he turns up, scores two goals today. Actually, he had some nice touches as usual. Like there was a nice turn. He left Romani for dead like two or three times, and then in the end, he, as I said, he's the one counter-attacking threat we have in this team. Took the ball from like middle of our half up until their box, and you know, so classy, so the way he carries it is so good to see on the eye. Like this is why I like him. He's just so good to watch at times when he's on. And that one time he's on, gets the assist for Lautaro. And, uh, you know, he's got quite a high rating from these uh, ratings uh, websites. He's got 7.2 on Sofa score and he's got 8.1 on Who scored. But I don't think he deserves it that high. But I think, I thought he was quite good. Uh, and according to Sofa score, he had six dribble attempts and four successful, which is, that's very, very good. That's probably the highest, I think, of an interplayer all season. 37 touches, 75% accuracy. Two key passes, um, won seven out of eleven ground duels. Yeah, I, I liked how he was stuck in as well today. He got stuck in today, Korea. I like he won the ball back a couple of times. Um, I liked Korea today. Def- again, he wasn't perfect. He was very up and down. But that's Korea, guys. You just have to get used to this. He's 27 years old. He's not gonna improve on that. He's this. This is Korea, and you just have to get used to it. But his goals, you know, he's got an assist now, and he's got what four goals and four starts like what more can you ask from the guy um, he's taken advantage of the games where he started yeah Mahmoud Perisic was good how enjoyable was that Tuka run so so smooth exactly Libiano this is why I've been on the Korea hype train I mean I know that 31 million is probably too much for this guy but no one else in this inter team even last season no one has these characteristics of being able to take players on 1v1 this is the guy that gives me like that thing that we get into the box. Maybe this guy can win a penalty. Can beat a guy. Maybe it leads to nothing, which most of the time it doesn't. But it just gives even the opposition that little bit of doubt that he's going to do something a little bit different. And um, every team needs something like that. You saw like Rafael Leao for Milan yesterday. Crazy, the amount of dribbles that guy did uh, completed against Fiorentina. Like that is the issue that we we have with the three-five-two formation. There's only one player really in the whole formation that's given that 
freedom to do that, which is that second striker. In the 4-2-3-1, you have two wingers, an attacking midfielder. Those three are able to face people 1v1 and be given that freedom, creativity. Um, and that's why it's so important that we have someone like Correa that breaks the lines a little bit, breaks the the patterns of play. Tom GD in the house of Subro says, last two games have shown we're the best team in the league. Not sure we'll win it as everything's so high risk, but it's good fun. That's the thing, guys. Whatever happens this season, I'm having fun watching this Inzaghi team. And I agree with Tom. When you when you reflect on all the big matches now we've played, we've played all the big teams apart from Roma now. Atalanta, we played slightly better than Atalanta. We should have won that, obviously, because of the penalty. We proved, I think, we were, that we were a better team there. Juventus, we were definitely a better team. And yeah, the penalty, let's not get into that. Milan, Derby, once again, apart from the last 10 minutes, domination we won in, we played better than them we didn't win obviously Lazio that was the disappointing one that again for 50-60 minutes we were we were decent we were good um, and then what other which one am I missing yeah Napoli now so you know I think we, we have shown that still we probably are the best team in Italy at the moment it's just that table doesn't show it and that's the most important one unfortunately the table showing it rather than our eyes showing it but that's what gives me confidence just like last season where we weren't first until this moment that once Milan and the other guys start dropping points if this inter team continue growing as we are we are going to be there once again ready to pick up the pieces like we did last season um yeah and as i said in my match preview you know since we have to think about this guy almost as a guy who's been now injured for like two years. This guy has barely had any minutes. He needs much rhythm, much time. Like even if even if they send him in the in the Primavera for a few matches, I wouldn't. I know it's it's quite a strong statement when you send a guy to Primavera. It's not maybe great, but as in, he just needs regular minutes, um, just playing you know competitive football. Um, yeah, that's the thing. There's, we have a lot of subs, but at the same time, when you when you bring them on, you're thinking like, you know, what is really this guy going to add to the to the to the to the team? Um, that is the issue. So I can't really blame too much um, on the substitution. Lopimos says I missed the way Conte calculated changes where the players who came on had precise instructions. Sometimes Inzaghi just throws people on randomly. I, I don't know, man. Like I remember people complaining exactly the same way about Conte. And I just feel like we just forget now we have this kind of rose tinted glasses about the Conte time. I have I have did many streams, post-match reaction streams with people moaning about Conte substitution, him waiting too long, and always the same substitution, always bringing on Gagliardini to hold on to a lead. Um, but I do agree in the same time that sometimes you're wondering like, what is Inzaghi thinking with this? Is he just making the substitution for the sake of it or what? But today, as I said, like, I think the Korea one was definitely forced. We know how Barella, how drained he is. He needs to be summed off as well. He can't play 90 minutes. So I feel like his substitution were a little bit forced today. What we were missing was a header from goal from Ranocchia today. Yeah, yeah, I was predicting like a goal from Scrinio, one of the defenders. So I, miss, uh, I missed out on that one. Merton's missing in 96 was freakish, totally unmarked, yeah. That was that was mad. That was oh, my my heart was like up here, even though I already knew the scoreline because I watched the match afterwards. And I was like, yeah. um, heard Coca Cola stock on the rise after this game. Hey, we finally got to see the cola uh, partnership properly. And yeah, it was it was the once again. I want to say it's like our best partnership. I don't think I don't even know what our best partnership is at the moment. Um, I know in Inzaghi's mind, he still thinks that Lautaro Jeco is the best partnership, but. As a partnership, I just don't think they're great. So this could be, I think this probably was today, the showing of a, our best partnership. You know what I mean? Like actual connection between one guy and the other. But obviously Lautaro Jekyll is still our best partnership. Those are the two, our two best gunmen. Uh, <laughs> Victor Moses, hey man, there's... The guy is like 31 as well, 32, and you know, Chelsea wanted like a little bit of money. He was a Conte guy as well. Um, in the end, we got Hakimi afterwards, so you know, we got we had Hakimi and Darmian last year, so we, there's, there was no need for for uh, for Moses. Um, and now he's playing as a, as a proper winger uh, for Spartak Moscow, so 
um, him as against Napoli, I think I saw him or somewhere in the Europa League. Uh, Conte said no more pasta, limones, and full pasta. Yeah, I mean, Conte did say it, but then he, he had a full pasta inter for, for a long, long time until the last uh, six months. What's up, Joel? Thank you for, for swinging by. Adriano Imperatore, hope you're the guy of uh, my Twitter. If not, shout out to you. I haven't really seen you around before. Turning point of the season so far, but also for Napoli and Milan, the most both lost. Yeah, this is the turning point of the season. There could be when we look back. At the end of the season, we might look back to this moment today, 21st of November, saying that this, like, remember last year, my turning point, I, I always remember it was the Sassuolo match where Conte went back to a 3-5-2, sitting a little bit deeper, balance, 3-0 win. That was a turning point of interseason, in my opinion, last year. And this could be, today, the turning point of interseason this year. So... Spot on. Pazza Inter, nope. Spiazza Inter, yeah. So that's the, the the phrase that people make fun of Limone in uh, in Italy for. <laughs> Spiazza. Uh, what's up, Tommy, man? Big up the boys. Uh, title race is on. That's exactly bro. Title race is back on. Amala says you want to say 3-2 in the prediction, but if I had said it, we would have lost. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do the, the reverse jinx, of course. Yeah, Perisic, man. The contract situation is is tricky because apparently he's it's not us that's not trying to renew him it's um it's him is he doesn't apparently he's feels like he's completed his time at inter which is fair play this guy's been at inter what six years now and he's wanted to leave in the past he put in a transfer request even once i remember when arsenal wanted him there was a time when man united wanted him then he also went on loan to bayern munich um came back one after winning the trouble but there's not much you can do if a guy doesn't want to sign a contract. Um, I would definitely try. If it was Inter, I would try to at least try to get an, a one-year extension. I agree, but it doesn't seem like he wants to, unfortunately. That's the, that's the issue. We have to improve the defence. We want to we won't win the title defending like this. We allow too many goals, and yet that is the, that is the issue. But once again, as I mentioned earlier, Christian, like, Today's goals came from individual mistakes from, you know, Barella and Jacko giving the ball away silly. Defensively, apart from, yeah, those last 10 minutes, we didn't really give away too much. Um, but yeah, we we need to improve our defensive record. There's no two doubts about it. You don't necessarily have to have the best defence in the league in terms of goals conceded, but we can't be at the levels that we are now. We're like fourth or fifth in the league in terms of goals conceded. That's way too much. I personally don't like Ronokia since the early 2010s. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Ronokia, I think he's turned around the corner um, in terms of Inter fans. And me as well. I used to be the same, but he, he deserves respect now, Ronokia. He's always reliable now. Um, I recommend it. I am Nate. Definitely check out the replay. It was a very, very good performance. Um, Screenio was man of the match for you? Yeah. He could be one of the he won the candidate. I don't think there was particularly anyone to stand out, but to me, to me, it was yeah, either Perisic or Darmian to me, uh, or even Hakan. When Inzaghi puts Bagliardini and Di Marco starts saying like crazy, yep. <laughs> Big up you, man. Game of the season so far. Shouts out Afeni Gian, by the way. Yeah, I'm gonna check out the goals afterwards for sure. Hey, some Hakan propaganda in here. One goal, one assist. Ah, that's true, actually. Forget he had the assist as well, so that is true. One goal, one assist. I think, yeah, I think it has to be between Hakan and Perisic for me. Um, Shall we think Limeone is being too fine right for Inter? Sorry, uh, you have to rephrase that one, bro. I didn't quite get it. <laughs> Someone gave me CPR. <laughs> you guys thought you guys thought I died after those last 10 minutes. <laughs> we thought you fainted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perisic was drew worthy today for sure. Hey, another... Hakan man of the match shout. I like it. I like it. Hakan turning your guys around. He's turning you guys around. No worries uh, about that if you're late. Um, we were scared not to start Jekyll for three months. You're forced to a Korea Lautaro and here's your first big win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that equals this, but we've we've been calling for the Colas to start from the beginning. And I think we, we saw the benefits of it. So Inzaghi, 
I think Inzaghi thought we had the game in the bag because we're losing 3-1 and Osimhen was out of the game. That's why we those subs were made. Yeah, and also and also they were forced. You think Limon has now learned to stop playing Sbagliardini? I hope so. I mean, that's one thing. I've Surely. But at the same time, as I said, like, I'm not, I don't like Gagliardini. You guys, he's probably my least favourite player in the squad, but... <laughs> If you're trying to hold on to the lead, he's probably the guy you're trying to bring on. I don't, he, he, when Brella goes off, you do lose that momentum. He is, he, he's a big impact into the inter midfield. Um, there's no two, two ways about it. Into have an underlying striker problem right now with the top scorers in the league, which is funny when you say that, but it's probably true. But at the same time, you know, you can only say that so much when you're top scorers in the league. <laughs> um, Thoughts on Jonathan David rumors, they would be massive for Canada. That's all I can say. Um, I, have, I don't really watch too much of League on, so I can't comment too much on him. But from what I understand, he's like more of a second striker, so I don't really see the need for Jonathan David at the moment. Um, Napoli 12 games, only four goals conceded, three goals in 60 minutes against Inzaghi Ball. Exactly, that's what I mentioned in the um, in the beginning. Third kit with Korea 19 looks tasty. It does look tasty. It does look tasty. Um, Spalletti seemed to have set his players up just to foul us. Yeah, they were very foully today. Yeah, you're right. They were very aggressive and very um, dirty at some point. At some point, they stopped a lot of our counters. Actually, <laughs> excuse me. Kevin says we have an important game on Wednesday. The substitution has to be made. Yeah, exactly. There's also rotations to be made, guys. Like the um, there's nine games. Though. Now there's going to be eight games played in a very tight period. Inzaghi has to think about rotations. Um, you know, we don't want to take Barella off, but he has to because Barella's going to start against Shakhtar. We know that, so you have to give him some rest at some point. Yeah, exactly. I think Vargas, uh, sorry, Correa has the um, the highest. I think him and Simeone have the highest goal to minutes per ratio this season, and now he has added assist to that. So I'm sure. I haven't looked at it, but I'm sure it's still it's very high. Um, so people that criticise Korea should look at that before criticising him because he's had limited minutes really when you think about it yeah Inzaghi's substitution in the beginning were quite nice those uh, proactive substitutions he was making yeah I'm waiting to see a fully fit Sanchez as well coming into this team for sure off topic why do I think Fonseca would be a good choice for United ah I disagree I disagree uh, guy from Twitter that you didn't follow back uh, let me know guy. Uh, put it on Twitter and I can uh, follow you back if you if you just say uh, if you just comment to me on Twitter um, Parmeshwar my guy in the house must be what was it isn't it like it's like 4 o'clock in the morning in India Inzaghi tries to trust the likes of Gagliardini for 20 minutes and he can't even do that <laughs> hey man everyone everyone oh yeah actually Keston's right it is Probably Kolarov, but I do like Kolarov's left foot, like on a technical, because I like technical ballers. Kolarov on a technical level, at least he's got that beautiful left foot. Obviously, last year he was causing us troubles all around, but Gagliardini just technically, like, just physically and like aesthetically, just doesn't do anything for me. Um, wish since he got some yeah since he definitely i hope i hope he starts to get some minutes but again i think he's having that same issue um that conte was having in terms of trusting him honestly this game reminds me a lot of the juve game where the players said that they started believing they actually could win the scudetto same with this game it's the first win big game yeah this is what it does this is what we needed this big game win like this is what gives you that propel to the next level for to the end of the season it gives them i mean these guys shouldn't really need it because you know you are champions already you shouldn't need this validation but it does give you that validation doesn't it um i still think that if we if you beat milan if they beat milan last week that would have been real because i feel like this napoli team at the moment is a little bit i don't think they're going to maintain these high high levels um and juventus last year juventus was more like a historic thing like finally we're beating juventus like these are the guys that have been you know, strangle holding Italian football for the last nine years and we just smacked you guys around. With Napoli, you know, these guys finished fifth last year and they had they had a nice start. But I feel like once again you if you beat, you know, a Milan and once again if you go to Juventus and beat them away, that's those are the big, big statement wins. But yeah, this is also of course a big massive win. 
Uh, during this match, we got flash forward to Cavani at Inter with. Uh, what do you mean? As in, you can see Cavani being at Inter in the future. Hey, my bro Vivek in the house. Yeah, Inter one, bro. Inter one minus four on Napoli now and Milan. Kolarov is part of the coaching staff now. Yeah, he's probably not even part of the. the, the <laughs> you can't even count him as part of the squad anymore. Um, I, I think I think now it should. I think it should now. I think the, the Correa, if he stays fit, I think this should be. Um, you should give him. You should pick a partnership now for a while. Like we picked the Jekyll Lautaro for a while. I think for now until Correa stays fit, I would Shakhtar. Actually, I would like to see a Correa Jekyll from the start as well. I guess Shakhtar I would like to see Correa Jekyll from the start. Like I want to see different sides of the partnership, but. 100% you need to give these guys stable minutes but yeah guys 50 minutes um, I'm so happy I'm so happy this is this is the beautiful way to return from the international break title race is back on baby Spalletti sorry mate we have to punish you on your return to San Siro but it is what it is thank you guys for joining me today 54 of you I wasn't expecting this many people because I did this a little bit later than usual I know you guys need it <laughs> fresh straight out of the match usually but thank you for joining me thank you to Inzaghi thank you to Limon and thank you to the boys for giving me the beautiful win thank you to Lautaro for apologising yes we talked about that about that if you missed it at the beginning we are back baby to defend this patch right here don't count us out Scudetto boys Scudetto season once again approaching 20th Scudetto maybe is still up the mission is still there second star mission is up Make sure you leave a thumbs up, guys, before you leave. And um, subscribe if you're new to the channel, if you just found this channel. And ragazzi, forza Inter. <laughs>